0: Well, welcome, everyone,
1: to podcast number seven, Advice is Nice. <laughs> hey, everyone, it's Melzi. How are you all? Number seven, going strong into the Christmas rush, into the Christmas quarter. Uh, can't wait. We should get up to number 20 by Christmas Day. Oh, I'm hoping so, mate.
0: You'll <laughs> get to the point if someone wants to do a long road trip, they've got their playlist sorted.
1: <laughs> uh, that's an unreal thought. Yeah. yeah, on that little bombshell. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, mate, what are we talking about today? Well,
0: last two episodes, we've spoken about PDDO. <laughs> so, I, I guess um, there's been a, a communication by Scotty yesterday uh, about um, we we kind of think that the, the PDDO and the TMDs, even the deferred sales models, are probably less of an issue for for brokers to wrap their heads around then what is actually advice whether it be personal or general yeah. and that got kind of the brains trust if you can call it that um, all of us sitting around a table and long story short is um Oshur's approach now is that we're not defining general advice nor personal advice we believe everyone is providing advice yeah. um, and i guess this philosophy now just kind of reaffirms what every broker
1: is probably doing anyway yeah, that's right. Great. What are your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, look, I, um, I really like it. I think thought Scott's post was um, spot on. Uh, my, my, my personal opinion is I've always thought we did just offer personal advice, regardless of product, regardless of client, um, all the way along. I, I sort of, I must admit, uh, years ago, the general advice versus personal, uh, retail client versus retail product, I actually find it tad confusing. Uh, so I think if I'm finding it confusing, and probably maybe others are, uh, what are clients thinking about this? Uh, so, my, in my view, it's got to be personal advice, and or just advice, as we're going to call it now. Yeah,
0: yeah, mate, really good point. I remember when I, um, I I started broking, I really I struggled to wrap my head around the difference between general and and personal. And I, I open, openly will say, I think I had the G-A-W advice pasted into my email signature. Yeah. Just because I couldn't understand um, basically how, how it worked.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose when we think about it, there's going to be examples where there's going to be general advice. Like if a client rings up or emails and says, what, what's management liability? If you start talking about that, I mean, that's essentially going to be general advice, right? Well,
0: um, technically, but I, I think in reality, you you wear a collar when you go see a client or you pick up the phone, you're advising them on how something works anyway. Yeah. And from a client's point of view, I, I doubt what, most of our clients would even know the difference between personal and general. They're just asking,
1: they'd say, pick up the phone and say, I need some advice. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, probably a good point. If the client just says I need some advice, then that's advice, yeah. Uh, so don't worry about the personal versus general. It's just advice. Broker to client.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned earlier this morning about that point that you know, the, the client's not going to really understand the difference. So I just did a quick Google and I typed in general advice confusing and it, the first one came up. There's a – long story short, there's a report from ASIC in 2019 they did a comprehensive report, and the consumer feedback says they were confused about what is the difference between general and personal.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, I, I guess under personal advice, um, all those favourite protections that came in fall under personal advice but not general. So, things like acting in the client's best interest, provide advice that's appropriate, prioritise the client's interests, that all technically falls under personal advice, but if you're giving general, you don't have to um, cover off those three points. So if you – Scotty's always got a good example, you know, treat your next renewal or new business like it's your mum's policy. Yeah. So regardless if it's home or, or, you know, commercial, you act in their best interest regardless. That's morally right to do, and that's what offshore brokers do anyway. That's right. That just kind of reaffirms that, yeah, we'll you know, we give advice anyway. Let's get rid of the labels and cut through all the gaff. And,
1: yep. you know. and and so I suppose with us um, just focusing on what we do right and good um, being advice, that just makes it easier, right, with the PDDOs and the TMDs um, a little bit. So it should be a flow. Yes, it's added work, but I suppose our message is we um, don't need to worry about it too much. It's here, uh, but with us, the advice model, it's just going to be easier. Would would that be right? You think? Yeah, 100%.
0: Point five of of Scotty's com yesterday just reaffirms that when we give advice, um, we reduce the risk—not completely, but we significantly reduce the risk of running fail of TMDs, uh, any hawking, deferred sales models. so, yeah, aside from the moral issue and the fact we should be doing it for anyway, in reality, we're already doing it. But now that we formalise that and don't hide behind the, the G.A.W. wording, um, we'll, we'll have better protection against these, these new legislations that are coming through that, to me, I think the cure is worse than the actual disease. Yeah, And I, I know you, we probably disagree slightly, but... I I still don't see like the deferred sales model. That's for car dealers selling crap insurance. It's not for professionals. Um, Yeah, I yeah. So yeah. Hopefully, or sorry.
1: Um. Yeah, I I agree, mate. I I think it's it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out with um direct insurers over the next twelve months. Um, Direct insurers and their clients and general advice warnings. Um, and then such thing as the TMDs, and uh, I reckon it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out with the likes of AFCA and insurance media.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I, we can definitely... Um, I think Craig Barnum might have included this in one of his upcoming uh, comms, that um, when, whenever there's a AFCA complaint, um, it, it, all the questions that come from AFCA are basically saying, what advice did you give the client for right. a, a home insurance as well? So um, what, I, what I was about to say earlier is what I do like about this change in philosophy or kind of formalizing what we're doing, I guess, is that it's, yeah know, this whole changing landscape of more compliance, more regula- regulations and legislations and more hoops to jump through. And then you add a hard market on top of that. Hopefully this gives all the brokers out there, um, just a little bit of reprieve and you can relax a bit and open your collar up and say giving advice calms the farm a bit yeah. you know it's, you don't have to worry about two different types of uh, pathways uh, a personal or general yeah. um hopefully simplifying this is one of the it's, it's going to help everyone
1: yeah for sure mate i think it also sort of reinforces um how crucial it is to have that written documented advice um, and just to make sure it's clear um, and then, and that both parties the AR and the client both agree to it uh, yeah. that, that this is the right advice and I've advised you to take out for example cyber management liability but due to these reasons the client may not want to go ahead this year for whatever but that's just important isn't it just um, that documented advice yeah hundred percent mate and it like if
0: I'm um, putting on my sales hat now when we're ever competing in the home space against the call centres it's bloody hard, um, one one of the things that I, I tried to do a lot back in the day, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but was to, to say to the client, mate, you get advice with us. If you want to call up a call centre and wait online and speak to a backpacker, best of luck, and then you've got to get it back in writing. They don't put things in writing as well. So if, if we keep hanging our hat on, we are advisors and we get rid of our GAW. Um, hopefully that's just another sales tool and advice tool to strengthen a relationship with the client and bridge any gap between the premiums. Yeah. Easier said than done, but Um, if there is a difference or uh, what do you call it, a um, unique service difference or something like that, um, it's going to be easier to talk about that to the client, whereas if you present a co- home contents or retail quote to the client and then you've got in the bottom, we haven't taken into account your needs, this is just general advice only, they get that wording from the call centre. We need to differentiate ourselves.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, last what, four or five years, um, especially being reinforced in the last couple of years about how brokers are different, we're adding value and how do we document that? So that's your as you always go on about your service proposition. Um, that's documented back to the client has to be, but also for each product for each client, um, yeah. that advice has to be not only verbally but documented um, as to why you're you're recommending that product going forward. Hundred percent. We um,
0: three or four years ago, I changed. Um, my wording from, well, instead of giving you a quote, we'll give you advice. Um, it was actually about six, seven years ago, I think. And cause I'm not really that salesy, and I felt more comfortable saying to a client, yeah, mate, gives a quote for ML. Okay, yeah, here's some advice about ML, and I'll talk about how it works and the cost associated, not just, you know, here's a $1,800 premium. Because um, for me, I know a quote's a quote, so I'm not expecting everyone to change, but from a client's point of view, it might be a quote, but from an advisor's point of view, you're giving them advice and the cost associated with that to relieve them of the risk.
1: Yeah. But you're yeah, it's spot on my like actually it sort of um, reminds me of a a few cases I've heard of, even from our own ARs, um, over the years where for five years that AR has documented to the client why they need management liability and yeah. why they- why the SME business needs it. And every year, for four or five years, that client said, mate, I don't want to go ahead. It's too much. I don't think I need it. For this reason, this reason, whatever it might be. And, and the ARs document that every year. Lo and behold, year five, Murphy's Law, there's an um, uh, hmm. employee issue um, or an um, a, a employee embezzlement or something like that. It might only be 10,000, 20,000. And then the client comes back to the ar saying mate um am i covered for this and then the ar can just show that documentation for the last five years mate i told you that this is why you need this product each year each year and when you have those conversations with ars you can just see that sort of um when they realize they've done a job well and they can only, they can only do so much sometimes uh, and you know, can only lead a horse to water the old cliche. But uh, yeah. those, those sort of moments, uh, y- you feel good for when you work in his career, and and you listen to the ARs tell those stories. Hundred percent, mate. And aside from that, feel good
0: factor, which is awesome. You just, bloody, you bloody, you, you keep your retention. How hard is it keeping a client if they say, "Mate, I've just been hacked," or "I need some employee uh, my." Yeah, what you just gave an example for ml how hard is it to say to the client oh yeah you could
1: have taken it but we never spoken about it you're going to lose that client more often than not you're going to lose that client but also you're going to run the risk of um uh something further that might be you know a letter of demand on your door perhaps you know you just don't know yeah um, depending on the size of the loss or um, how inconvenienced the client is. We, we, we certainly see this in our Africa claims and um, just insurance media, like clients suffered a financial loss, doesn't matter who's in front of them. Could be mates, could be brokers, could be insurers, you name it, they'll go them. So, yeah. talk, talk to a lawyer next door and um, they'll just know everyone who's possibly could be brought into that action. 100 but we shouldn't
0: uh, we, we won't leave everyone a downer i think um
1: <laughs>
0: but, sorry, the, no 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 i awesome. was the, the flip side to that for all our um listeners out there must be millions of them by now is um yeah we, we just we're cutting through the guff there, there's this whole changing landscape with the Hayne um commission and just the way that whole industry is going yeah you know, life's getting harder but hopefully what we've done with the reporting for the PDDO and the change of our advice just to make everything clearer. Hopefully that's cutting away some of the red tape just to make brokers easy, let brokers have an easier time to be with their clients. Yeah, for sure, mate.
1: Um, yeah, I think the overall message is, and you touched on it um one of your community posts, Mick, um, last week or the week before, don't worry about it at this moment. We're doing things right. We just need to um, reinforce that we're getting that advice right for our clients. Um, yeah. and. Th- these all these new changes will fall into place um so it it is a bit of trial uh and error I guess over the next 3 to 6 months across the whole industry not just offshore so um hang in there guys uh have a look at those TMDs see what they say uh, they're all different in some way uh but it's good to familiarize yourselves with them uh and yeah and then talk to your clients about them as well Boo. <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't resist it yeah that's okay that was a loud boo too um yeah uh, so i think that's pretty much wrap up we just want to say about uh scotty's uh community post uh yesterday which i think thought was really clear um and this is where we're going but most of us you know pretty much all of us are already there anyway well said mate okay got heaps heaps more topics uh to come over the next few weeks i think mix away you're away on a fishing trip mate uh
0: i am yep then we'll, we'll see if we can punch one out next week though before
1: i go yeah no we're a thousand topics uh people from around the world are asking us for um, our input it's amazing
0: oh and and keep it coming guys we love it
1: excellent cool. we'll, we'll wrap up mate
0: we will mate and hopefully you enjoy a cold something this afternoon <laughs>
1: You too, mate. And to all you guys out there, have a great weekend and um, we'll hopefully touch base again next week with uh, podcast number eight. Um, Can't wait. (laughs) Cheers. See you guys.